Hello, hello. You found us again on Boomerangs. This is Ruth. And this is Mike. A follow-up from last week's podcast is I wanted to say I misnamed the China Sea as the Red China Sea. It's actually the South China Sea, where the disturbances are with China and Australia and the U.S. and Iran. Also, some of you had asked if we had an email address, which we do. It is ruth at boomerangspodcast.com. So give us any comments or suggestions. Questions. Questions. Yes, any feedback you'd like. We would appreciate it. Today we have a number of things to go into. First is the big old infrastructure boondoggle that's happening in the House and the Senate and all over the place. Also, the subpoenas of Trump's henchmen and the Arizona recount backfire. The audit. can't wait to go into that. I tried to watch the Tonys, which I'll report on very briefly, but such problems with that. So I did you love have... to hear about them. No, I'm normally a viewer of the Tonys and I noticed this morning I saw that they were going to be on but I, I didn't watch but there's like four shows running right now. It's really upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it'll fill out. There'll be more. There'll be as more. As we go into the winter months there will and be people more. will huddle inside where the virus is even more <laughs> contagious than it is now. <laughs> oh, we'll see lots more. Did you see anything entertaining? Oh, on the TV? On the television machine? <laughs> no you know what i did i've set myself a goal i couldn't do too much this week because i have a writing project uh the harry potters are all back on hbo max i'm going through one by one so i watched the second one okay so this is the furthest i've ever waded into that pool i'm late to the party just like i have been on so many shows like breaking bad and they get better and better that's what i hear yeah Yeah. they do shall we get into the infrastructure thing dang (sighs) What to say about infrastructure? Well, I have to say, I know almost nothing of what technically or specifically is in this $3.5 trillion bill. Okay. And yet, because it's my side that's trying to push it through, I feel very invested in its success because I want to see Biden succeed. I know it deals with climate on some level. It's called the human infrastructure bill. Right. So it's education and yeah, what yes. have you. Child care, mm-hmm. maternity, paternity leave. All the leave. stuff that America hates. Yes. Yeah. Those things that Heather McGee said white people don't want because black people get them too. I guess there's some truth to that. Yeah. It's a little jumbled in my head. The one or one point Two trillion dollar bipartisan one basically could get passed tomorrow. Yes. Right. And that one is just physical infrastructure, Mm -hmm. traditional infrastructure. Right. Roads and bridges and what have you. And the 3.5 one, the progressives want it Mm -hmm. and Bernie Sanders wants it. And doesn't it embody the whole of what Biden campaigned on? Yes, it does. It even has racial equality. Initiatives and things. Yes. And even some things that were talked about by that guy on um, was it the New York Daily Radio Show? Hour? A New York Radio Hour, yeah, in the Kerner Report, which we should explain was a report that was done at the behest of Linda Johnson. Linda Johnson. And, and New York Radio Hour just did a little piece on it this week. Yeah. With one of the senators. From- with this 90-year-old survivor of the actual report commission. Do you want to tell what happened with it? You can probably uh, remember it. Better than Johnson you. wanted a report on, they were, they were supposed to cover three things. They put together a committee and did a report, and it was called the Kerner Report. I don't know if I can remember the three. It was, there was all this racial unrest. It right. was in response to a particular town. The Detroit riots. Okay. So it was like, why did this happen? And what can we do to keep it from happening and again? Again, and I don't remember the third thing either. Yeah. But Johnson wanted them to dig into it and come up with what was going on. And their conclusion 
conclusion was that systemic white racism was keeping black people down, which sounds so obvious now, but in that day, it was blame the victim. Black people, it was their own fault for being right. at the bottom of the economic ladder. Mm-hmm. Shiftless and lazy. Uh-huh. It came up with these great ideas, but before it was able to be presented Before to- you go on, I just want to say they, they recognized that policing was a huge problem for the African-American That's community. That's right, way before the rest of us. That's right, and, and other things. They had this report, they were going to put it out, and it was supposed to have this beneficial effect. And one of the aspects of it that they go into that's so touching is that it was about changes that were going to help black and white Americans. And it was also about changes that both black and white Americans needed to make. It wasn't like a blame the white man thing. It was a societal right. Whole uh, shift. picture. But a newspaper got wind of it before it was released. I forget if it was the New York Times or the Washington Post or another. It was a national, national paper. Mm-hmm. And they came up with a headline that said something along the lines of white America blamed for black riots. It was just very incendiary yeah. and simplistic and not even really reflective of what the report was. And the newspaper had the right to go with it. Somehow they'd gotten the information in such a they'd way. They'd gotten a leak. Yeah. Right? The committee people begged them not to go to press with it until they could release it themselves so that it could be presented in a way that made it palatable enough that people could accept it and start to work on some of these issues. And so it became a hot potato. And at that point, Lyndon Johnson said, I can't back this Just because of that headline. Apparently. Which was very sad. He wouldn't touch it after that. Anyway, where were we? Oh, infrastructure. Oh, yeah. Bernie Sanders and the squad want all the progressive programs Mm -hmm. that are in there. Who are the moderates? I mean, we know Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema. You know, whenever I see their names, I don't recognize them. They're not like household names. The the house moderates. Oh, the house moderates. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. It's like there's this band of radical moderates who call themselves moderates, but I don't think they're so moderate if they're standing in the way of this legislation moving forward because they're concerned about in their home districts, I guess. They come from maybe purplish districts. Maybe that's why they're moderate. I think so. But I would think the the things that these bills seem to be addressing seem like they would be popular. They would benefit almost everybody except the the richest Americans. It would be like everybody's okay with this and in favor of it. And extending the child. Oh, right. credit. Right. Oh. And I guess support for college tuition or making the community, community college colleges free. free or whatever. Yes. They're and practically free. free already anyway, but you might as well go all the way. It would be education from pre-K to an associate's degree through right. community college. Yeah. There's just so many elements to it. It has to do with caregivers and protections for them and I think some wage parameters for them. Just anyway, all the good stuff that Biden campaigned on. Right. I was just reading today, if the Democrats don't get this through, then it's curtains. the Democrats who are running, like Terry McAuliffe running for the governor of Virginia, uh, Virginia won't have a leg to stand on. Right. Right. They won't have anything to show for right. the two years that the government will have been in power. And then even if the House was united on it, they just still can't count on the Senate coming together for it because they need 50 Democratic senators to support it. Are Manchin and Cinema the only ones who are holding out? It's the only ones I've read about. Okay. Kristen Cinema just seems cuckoo. She's nuts. And Manchin is too. I but mean, he, at he least wants a has... pause. He wants a pause. Like, the, a pause meanwhile, a pause in passing legislation. Like, climate change isn't taking a pause. Education isn't taking a pause. The virus isn't taking a pause. That's for sure. But he, in his white, straight, male, West Virginia privilege, thinks we should have a pause. So what? So he can have a, a mint julep? 
and think this over a little more carefully. It's so self-indulgent. It just basically drives me nuts. It can't be validated. There's no there there. It's denial of the crisis situation that we're in. You know, normally that legislation for COVID checks to go out to people, that normally wouldn't have passed because people would say, oh, it's free money. It's socialism. You're giving things away. But it was just so evident. The most diehard anti-government right-winger couldn't deny that people were but in But the Republicans didn't trouble. vote for it. Well, that's true, too. You're None right. of the Republicans right. voted for it. It You're was right. only Democrats, not a single, right. single Democrat. And then they, but I mean, this time it would be nice if the Democrats did the same thing and recognized yes. that it's like for Manchin, infrastructure is a nice idea. But for the rest of us, it's an overdue crying necessity. But there's stuff in it that Manchin's people need, too. I know. I mean, they need a child tax credit. But he's whoring for the oil and the pharmaceuticals. Yeah, he goes and has dinners with the K Street people, the lobbyists. And what did we hear last night? That did you say that someone had tracked a private plane? He'd gone down to meet with O'Connell, McConnell, (laughs) Mitch Mitch McConnell, (laughs) and and O'Connell too. All the Connells. He went down there, yeah, on a private plane to Lexington, Kentucky. I don't know what his deal is. I don't know either because one thing could happen. It could be impossible for him to win again if he votes gets for this. this, if he votes for it. Yeah. But he's been in government for such a long time. He's an old man. Mm-hmm. Time to blow out the candles. Well, yeah, I saw another headline today about how all the 80-year-olds in the Democratic Party are still around and they've done going anywhere not just the democrats in both parties like grassley in the republicans oh yeah he's running again einstein in the in ours and it's just kind of crazy get rid of her we gotta get rid of her. but pelosi's 80 now too i think but she's doing pretty well pelosi is a specimen yeah she's a powerhouse i i don't know how she does it and all in high heels yeah she stood and did a, an actual filibuster for 13 hours oh, or something right. in high heels. Right, right. God bless her. Well, we don't have any fixes for that. No. My only hope is that some of it is theatrics, and maybe they're planning to do a little more coming together later, but they have to kind of draw out their territory and appear that they're skeptical. So I'm just kind of hoping against hope that that's part of what's happening. Well, the House has to pass it, mm-hmm. and then it goes to the Senate. And I heard Pelosi's delaying the vote. Because she doesn't have enough? Yeah. Because people are going to pull out. But I also read they late tonight that there were two or three of the moderate group who said they're signing on to the $3.5 trillion. Oh, thank God. So that's, that's, a, that's a little bit of movement. That is, because that could pave the way for other people to make the same choice. Right. Huh. In Nancy, we trust... That's my motto. I know. She's unbelievable. We also wanted to talk about the subpoena of the Trump henchmen. Oh, yeah. They were who again now? Steve Bannon. Right. Mark Meadows. Yeah. Got an aide named Scavino. Right. Daniel Scavino. And another one named Cash Patel. Patel. Why were they subpoenaed? Apparently, they all were in close contact with Trump in the days leading right up to January 6th. Oh, so they were subpoenaed by... That's what I forgot. They were subpoenaed by the committee, the the select committee of the House. Okay. That's pretty bad news, right? For them. Yeah. Yeah. 
And for yeah. Trump. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And then they can refuse. But the nice thing now is they're going to claim executive privilege, apparently. But oh. executive privilege has to be upheld by the Justice Department. If you claim it, the Justice Department has to be on board. And Biden's Justice Department will not allow that because they're not in the executive branch anymore. So they really don't have standing to claim executive privilege. But I've heard that's what some of them at least are going to try. I was working with the president. All of those conversations oh, are Oh, always said that. Right. It's executive privilege. Right. Can't talk about it. Then they can also come and plead the fifth and just not say anything. What some commentators I've heard have said is the committee likely has a whole lot on the four of them from other sources Mm. that are talking. Oh, So even if they show up and take the fifth, the committee can still say, well, isn't it true as so-and-so said that you said such and such on such and such a date? So even if they refuse to answer, they can still reveal a lot. Oh, that's great. So we'll see. Now, Juliana, has he been subpoenaed? Uh, No, he's just been disbarred in several... (laughs) Several (laughs) Several states. states. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And shown up drunk Um, on... I think he did... He was served... uh, Is it a subpoena? Yeah. That you get served when someone's suing you? Yes. Yeah, he was served while he was being interviewed, and he got served during the interview, or was that someone else? That was Roger Stone. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm mixing him up. You're just mixing up your crazies. Yeah, yeah. Um, One just dresses better than the other. Yeah, yeah. He's (laughs) snappy. Did you hear Giuliani sort of raving about Mark Milley during the 9-11? Yeah, and he's raving this week because Fox News <laughs> refused to have him on their program. They're oh, giving him the heave-ho. Oh. I think they're getting so many lawsuits about how they've abetted all of these crimes that they're being more careful now about who they'll put on. And so they, they're not putting Giuliani on these shows anymore. And he's really, really pissed. Is he getting sued by the same people who are suing Sidney Powell? Oh, probably. D- about Dominion? The Dominion. Probably, yeah. Okay. Because they were hand in glove in, uh, you know. It was him Sydney Powell, okay. The strange thing about the select committee is, do you have a sense of urgency with them? I don't have the sense of it's, you know, like Watergate. No, it's not like that because we already had the impeachment trial, which was a That's nothing true. burger. Because, That's true. So it's it's a different dynamic. I'm just leaving it to them to stage it and time it in such a way that it has maximum impact. Well, it has to happen before the 2022, 2022 elections. Right. right. It has to happen before then and hopefully long before. Then. I heard Adam Schiff talk about it, and he's such a statesman, really. Yeah. He doesn't hyperbolize or anything no. like that. He's very even about yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, but sometimes I have to admit, I, I love him and I admire him, but sometimes he's a little bit too Sunday school teacher for me. Oh, Like is he? a little too calm, you know, a little too Mr. Rogers. Well, he is. But when he lets his emotion show through, when he lets his anger show through, it's brilliant. But yeah. he doesn't do it often. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Boy, but he really did that one time when he made that speech. Yeah, that's right. Now, should we talk about... Kind of goes to... Oh, the, the recounts. recounts. Yeah. The recounts. That. Yeah. That was too it, fun. Like, what did it take him? Seven or eight months or something to do it? It was supposed to I take one month. it started in March. Huh? April, May, June, July, August, September. Yeah. <laughs> Practically October. So yeah. almost seven months. It was supposed to take him three weeks. Right. 
Oh, I guess the only thing they found was that Biden did win, but the mistake was he won by a wider margin than like two hundred sixty-one more votes. Yeah, fifty-one more votes. Yeah, than, and Trump lost something like nine votes. Yeah. Well, that's because the Republicans are the ones who cheat. Right. It isn't the Democrats that cheat. Yeah. What was strange was was it Mister Cyber Ninja himself who said the truth is the truth? Maybe I watched him on Friday. Was the day that they made a presentation? Yeah. The guy. I didn't see the, it. Doug Thompson, I think. Is his name? Or yes. Somebody. That sounds right. From Cyber Ninjas, and there's this other guy from some bogus firm called Cyfir, C Y F I R, and they did these powerpoints, and especially the second guy. I watched some of it, and if you're just watching the powerpoints and the little presentation they did to the Republicans in the Arizona State Senate, you could start to wonder: Was there some trouble? Because they started throwing around all these little oh. details on their powerpoints about there were two thousand times when the computer program said that the name as it appeared on the ballot was different from the name as it appeared on the roll. And, you know, they found all these little kind of discrepancies. Yeah. But apparently they were all meaningless because the press didn't report any of it. They just reported the numbers. Right. And the numbers showed that Biden got more votes. They were trying really hard in their presentation to look like they'd found something that they could pin on the Democrats. Huh. But it clearly didn't stick because not a single news outlet that I know of is even reporting on it. And one of those PowerPoint presentations I, went so far into the weeds about these programming and algorithms and what have you that it almost just became ridiculous. The New York Times had nothing about that that I read. So that's really something. Yeah, I think it was all meaningless statistical bullshit. Huh, good. But now Pennsylvania is doing their recount, mm -hmm. and Texas is doing a recount even though Trump won in Texas. Right, in four counties that he lost. In the I four guess. counties that he lost, only to make it look as if there's malfeasance, so that voting rights will be even more restricted now. Well, what some of them are saying, some of the talking heads are saying is that January 6th and Arizona, this kind of stuff, this is just a rehearsal and that they are getting their ducks in a row to really yeah, eviscerate that. the integrity of the vote. The people who talk about this stuff and seem to know about it are pretty much hair on fire, that we're not in great shape. I'm terrified. And so still people like Manchin can say we need to take a pause before we consider voting rights voting legislation. Rights. I know, I know. Where do these people live? I don't know. He lives in West Virginia. I don't know what goes on in West Virginia. There mm -hmm. are poor people, so many white poor people in... <laughs> everyone in <laughs> isn't everyone in West Virginia on crystal meth? Well, they used to call it hillbilly heroin. <laughs> oh, there you go. But I don't know. I mean, I think that either they've died or they're in rehab now. Mm -hmm. It's because their lives are so hopeless. Right that they turn to drugs because right. they have nothing else. I don't know if West Virginia has Medicaid, right. but if they don't, that in and of itself should turn Manchin around. Hmm. We spend a lot of time talking about those two. Oh, God. It's just He's so annoying. It's like having a brick wall right in front of the finish line. Right. That's what the two of them are like. Yeah. They're these immovable forces. It doesn't matter what kind of logic you use on them. It doesn't matter if you were to say, you know, democracy is we are familiar with it will no longer exist if this thing doesn't go through. Right, right. We don't have a chance of a snowball in hell of prevailing. You will no longer be in the dominant position in the Senate. Right. Mitch McConnell will be the leader of the Senate again. And we'll have someone worse than Trump because they'll be smarter, yeah. but just as malevolent. Yeah. Exactly. It's very scary. My hair is on fire. I don't know if you've noticed, <laughs> but it is on fire. Yeah, it's crazy. I guess we should turn to our entertainment Arts section entertainment. now. <laughs> I tried to watch the Tonys. I was very oh, yeah. excited about the Tonys. I bought Paramount Plus 
Oh yeah. So that I could watch so the Emmys last oh. last week and watch the Tonys this week. Well, I had nothing but trouble. I got a little window with Audrey McDonald and certain <laughs> people, but it started at four. I couldn't get it on until like a quarter of five. It was like a live broadcast then. They didn't delay it. No, they didn't. They never delay it. It was always, it was always early. Yeah. Afternoon. Yeah. But then there was supposed to be something called Broadway is Back. Oh, yeah. It was going to go on after the Tony Awards. I couldn't get that. It was so frustrating. And I kept having to do that thing that I hate doing, which is you have the little thing and you're entering your email address and your password. And then mm. it goes, they are invalid. Oh. Then you have to go and back. And you're using and, your TV remote to do it. Yes. So it takes like 20 minutes. Forever. And I had to do that probably 10 times. <laughs> it was awful. That's tough. Uh, so I didn't get much of a window into I did see that the woman who played Tina Turner oh, yeah. in Tina uh-huh. won for Best Actress in a Musical. That sounds good. Yes. And Mary Louise Parker oh. won for Best Actress. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And was there something else that you had seen or watched? Uh, no, I told you I'm, I'm 20 years behind. I'm watching the Harry Potter movies. Oh, the Harry Potter on movies. On HBO. The They've Harry been Potter posted movies. on HBO Max. I'm just curious, do you have a sense of what was so, I hate to use this word, but magical about them? Hmm. I think a lot of it is character driven. I think they really just hit the ball out of the park with the casting. Yeah. Aren't Um, they great, those kids? They're just so good. Like what I'm loving in in the second one is that Hermione, who's such a brainchild in the first one, and that's just all she is. She just knows all the spells. But in the second one... They give her a little depth, but you see a little bit into her insecurity. Yeah. So yeah. They're, they're fleshing them out, and I imagine there's more of that to come. Oh, a lot more, yeah. yeah. H- Harry is taken away by Hedwig. Not Hedwig. Um, <laughs> no. His name is... Who's the big guy? H- Hagrid. Hagrid. Thank you. I can't believe I'm the one with the answers now. I've been so clueless about Harry Potter all these years. Well, now you know. Yes, I'm but in the know. On Zoe's 11th birthday, we went to see the... F- opening day of Harry Potter. Okay. And Harry Potter is taken away by Hagrid on his 11th birthday. Oh, wow. But Zoe's school had a day off that day. And we took some neighbors with us. So she was with her best friend. And then we had... Zoe is Ruth's daughter. Oh, sorry. We've... We've said that before. There were news media all over trying to get children's reactions, oh. and they glommed onto all of the kids that we were with because they oh. were the only kids that were in the audience because all the other children were in school that day. Oh, okay. So I was quoted in the LA Times, oh, wow. and there was a Japanese newspaper that interviewed a couple of her friends. It was a very fun experience, hmm. but it was so key to their experience of growing up. And so Catherine's five years younger. She was six when she saw her first Harry Potter movie. And we had the tapes in our car. Yeah. So during carpool time, we would just listen to the Harry Potter tapes. Right. And Jim Dale did all the voices. Oh, yes. I remember being in your car with your daughters, doing things, whatever, going to a movie or whatever. But I remember the narration of Jim Dale. Is that right? On the sound system in the car. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. On that happy note, (laughs) listeners, we will talk to you again in a week. See you soon. Bye-bye. Pray for infrastructure. Stay safe. Bye. (laughs) Bye.
Hello, hello. You found us again on Boomerangs. This is Ruth. And this is Mike. A follow-up from last week's podcast is I wanted to say I misnamed the China Sea as the Red China Sea. It's actually the South China Sea where the disturbances are with China and Australia and the U.S. and Iran. And also, some of you had asked if we had an email address, which we do. It is ruth at boomerangspodcast.com. So give us any comments or suggestions, questions, anything you, questions. Yes, any feedback you'd like. We would appreciate it. Today we have a number of things to go into. First is the big old infrastructure boondoggle that's happening in the House and the Senate and all over the place. Also, the subpoenas of Trump's henchmen and the Arizona recount backfire. The audit. Can't wait to go into that. I tried to watch the Tonys, which I'll report on very briefly, but I had such problems with that. So I would love to hear about them. No, I'm normally a viewer of the Tonys, and I noticed this morning I saw that they were going to be on, but I I didn't watch. But there's like four shows running right now. It's really upsetting. Yeah, (laughs) it'll fill out. There'll be more. There'll be more. As we go into the winter months, there will be more. And people will huddle inside where the virus is even more (laughs) contagious than it is now. Oh, we'll see lots more. Did you see anything entertaining on the TV on the television machine? <laughs> no, you know what I did? I've set myself a goal. I couldn't do too much this week because I have a writing project. Uh, the Harry Potters are all back on HBO Max. Wow. I'm going through one by one. So I watched the second one. Okay. So this is the furthest I've ever waded into that pool. I'm late to the party, just like I have been on oh, so many shows like Breaking and Bad. And they get better and better. You. That's what I hear. Yeah, yeah. they do. Shall we get into the infrastructure thing? Dang. <sighs> What to say about infrastructure? Well, I have to say, I know almost nothing of what technically or specifically is in this $3.5 trillion bill. Okay. And yet, because it's my side that's trying to push it through, I feel very invested in its success because I want to see Biden succeed. I know it deals with climate on some level. It's called the human infrastructure bill. Right. So it's education and yeah, what yes. have you. Child care, mm-hmm. maternity, paternity leave. All the leave. stuff that America hates. Yes. Yeah. Those things that Heather McGee said white people don't want because black people get them too. I guess there's some truth to that. Yeah. It's a little jumbled in my head. The one or one point. $2 trillion dollar bipartisan one basically could get passed tomorrow, Yes, right? And that one is just physical infrastructure, mm-hmm. traditional infrastructure. Right, roads and bridges and what have you. And the 3.5 one, the progressives want it mm-hmm. and Bernie Sanders wants it. And doesn't it embody the whole of what Biden campaigned on? Yes, it does. It even has racial equality. Initiatives and things. Yes, and even some things that were talked about by that guy on um, was it New the York Radio Show? Hour? A New York Radio Hour, yeah, in the Kerner Report, which we should explain was a report that was done at the behest of Linda Johnson. Linda Johnson. And, and New York Radio Hour just did a little piece on it this week. Yeah. With one of the senators with from... With this 90-year-old survivor of the actual report commission. Do you want to tell what happened with it? You can probably uh, remember it better than Johnson you. wanted a report on... They were, they were supposed to cover three things. They put together a committee and did a report, and it was called the Kerner Report. I don't know if I can remember the three. It was, there was all this racial unrest. 
It was in response to a particular town. The Detroit riots. Okay. So it was like, why did this happen? And what can we do to keep it from happening again? Yeah, and I don't remember the whole thing either. Yeah, but Johnson wanted them to dig into it and come up with what was going on. And their conclusion was that systemic white racism was keeping black people down, which sounds so obvious now, but in that day, it was blame the victim. Black people, it was their own fault for being at the bottom of the economic ladder. Mm -hmm. Shiftless and lazy. Uh It came up with these great ideas, but before it was able to be presented to... Before you go on, I just want to say, they they recognized that policing was a huge problem for the African-American community. That's right, way before the rest of us. That's right, And, and other things. They had this report, they were going to put it out, and it was supposed to have this beneficial effect. And one of the aspects of it that they go into that's so touching is that it was about changes that were going to help black and white Americans. And it was also about changes that both black and white Americans needed to make. It wasn't like a blame the white man thing. It was a societal right. Whole uh, shift. picture. But a newspaper got wind of it before it was released. I forget if it was the New York Times or the Washington Post or another. It was a national national paper. Mm -hmm. And they came up with a headline that said something along the lines of white America blamed for black riots. It was just very incendiary and simplistic and not even really reflective of what the report was. And the newspaper had the right to go with it. Somehow they'd gotten the information in such a way. They'd gotten a leak. Yeah. The committee people begged them not to go to press with it until they could release it themselves so that it could be presented in a way that made it palatable enough that people could accept it and start to work on some of these issues. And so it became a hot potato. And at that point, Lyndon Johnson said, I can't back this Just because of that headline. Apparently. Which was very sad. He wouldn't touch it after that. Anyway, where were we? Oh, infrastructure. Oh, yeah. Bernie Sanders and the squad want all the progressive programs Mm -hmm. that are in there. Who are the moderates? I mean, we know Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema. You know, whenever I see their names, I don't recognize them. They're not like household names. The the house moderates. Oh, the house moderates. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. It's like there's this band of radical moderates. But I don't think they're so moderate if they're standing in the way of this legislation moving forward. Because they're concerned about in their home districts, I guess. They come from maybe purplish districts. Maybe that's why they're moderates. I think so. But I would think the the things that these bills seem to be addressing seem like they would be popular. They would benefit almost everybody except the the richest Americans. It would be like everybody's okay with this and in favor of it. And extending the child tax credit. Right. Oh. And I guess support for college tuition or making the community, community college colleges free. free or whatever. Yes, and They're free. practically free already anyway, but you might as well go all the way. It would be education from pre-K to an associate's degree through right. community college. Yeah. There's just so many elements to it. It has to do with caregivers and protections for them and I think some wage parameters for them. Just anyway, all the good stuff that Biden campaigned on. Right. I was just reading today, if the Democrats don't get this through, then it's curtains. the Democrats who are running, like Cherry McAuliffe running for the governor of Virginia, uh, Virginia won't have a leg to stand on. Right. They won't have anything to show for the two years that the government will have been in power. And then even if the House was united on it, they still can't count on the Senate coming together for it because any 50 Democratic senators is supported. Are Manchin and Cinema the only ones who are holding out? It's the only ones I've read about. Okay. Kristen Cinema just seems cuckoo. She's nuts. And Manchin is too. I mean, he he wants a pause. 
He wants a pause. Like, the, a meanwhile, pause a pause in passing legislation. Like, climate change isn't taking a pause. Education isn't taking a pause. The virus isn't taking a pause. That's for sure. But he, in his white, straight, male, West Virginia privilege, thinks we should have a pause. So what? So he can have a, a mint julep? And think this over a little more carefully? It's so self-indulgent. It just drives me nuts. It can't be validated. There's no there there. It's denial of the crisis situation that we're in. You know, normally that legislation for COVID checks to go out to people, that normally wouldn't have passed because people would say, oh, it's free money. It's socialism. You're giving things away. But... It was just so evident the most diehard anti-government right-winger couldn't deny that people were but in the Republicans terrible didn't trouble. vote for it. Well, that's true, too. You're None right. None of the Republicans right. voted for it. It You're was right. only Democrats, not a single, right. single Democrat. And then they, but I mean, this time it would be nice if the Democrats did the same thing and recognized yes. that it's like for Manchin, infrastructure is a nice idea. But for the rest of us, it's an overdue crying necessity. But there's stuff in it that Manchin's people need, too. I know. I mean, what, they need a child yeah. tax credit. But he's whoring for the he's oil the, and the industry. pharmaceuticals. Yeah, he goes and has dinners with the K Street people, the lobbyists. And what and did we hear last night? That did you say that someone had tracked a private plane? He'd gone down to, to meet with O'Connell, McConnell, <laughs> Mitch, Mitch McConnell, <laughs> and, and O'Connell too. All the Connells. <laughs> He went down there, yeah, on a private plane to Lexington, Kentucky. I don't know what his deal is. I don't know either because one thing could happen. It could be impossible for him to win again if he votes gets for this. this, if he votes for it. Yeah. But he's been in government for such a long time. He's an old man. Mm-hmm. Time to blow out the candles. Lord. Well, yeah, I saw another headline today about how all the 80-year-olds in the Democratic Party are still around and they've done going anywhere not just the democrats in both parties like grassley in the republicans oh yeah he's running again einstein in the oh. in ours and it's just kind of crazy we gotta get rid of her we gotta get rid of but her. pelosi's 80 now too i think but she's doing pretty well pelosi is a specimen yeah she's a powerhouse i i don't know how she does it and all in high heels yeah she stood and did a, an actual filibuster for 13 hours oh, or something right. in high heels. Right, right. God bless her. Well, we don't have any fixes for that. No. My only hope is that some of it is theatrics, and maybe they're planning to do a little more coming together later, but they have to kind of draw out their territory and appear that they're skeptical. So I'm just kind of hoping against hope that that's part of what's happening. Well, the House has to pass it, mm -hmm. and then it goes to the Senate. And I heard Pelosi's delaying the vote. Because she doesn't have enough? Yeah. Because people are going to pull out. But I also read they late tonight that there were two or three of the moderate group who said they're signing on to the $3.5 trillion. Oh, thank God. So that's, that's, a, that's a little bit of movement. Mm -hmm. That is, because that could pave the way for other people to oh. make the same choice. Right. Huh. In Nancy We Trust... That's my motto. We also wanted to talk about the subpoena of the Trump henchmen. Oh, yeah. They were who again now? Steve Bannon. Right. Mark Meadows. Yeah. An aide named Scavino. Right. Daniel Scavino. And another That's one named Kash Patel. Patel. Why so were they subpoenaed? Apparently, they all were in close contact with Trump in the days leading right up to January 6th. Oh, so they were subpoenaed by... That's what I forgot. They were subpoenaed by but the committee... The, the select committee of the House. Okay. That's pretty bad news, right? For them. Yeah. Yeah. 
And for yeah. Trump. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And then they can refuse. But the nice thing now is they're going to claim executive privilege, apparently. But oh. executive privilege has to be upheld by the Justice Department. If you claim it, the Justice Department has to be on board. And Biden's Justice Department will not allow that because they're not in the executive branch anymore. So they really don't have standing to claim executive privilege. But I've heard that's what some of them at least are going to try. I was working with the president. All of those conversations oh, are Oh, always said that. Right. It's executive privilege. Right. Can't talk about it. Then they can also come and plead the fifth and just not say anything. What some commentators I've heard have said is the committee likely has a whole lot on the four of them from other sources Mm. that are talking. Oh, So even if they show up and take the fifth, the committee can still say, well, isn't it true as so-and-so said that you said such and such on such and such a date? So even if they refuse to answer, they can still reveal a lot. Oh, that's great. So we'll see. Now, Juliana, has he been subpoenaed? Uh, No, he's just been disbarred in several... (laughs) Several (laughs) Several states. states. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And shown up drunk Um, on... I think he did... He was served... uh, Is it a subpoena? Yeah. That you get served when someone's suing you? Yes. Yeah, he was served while he was being interviewed, and he got served during the interview, or was that someone else? That was Roger Stone. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm mixing him up. You're just mixing up your crazies. Yeah, yeah. Um, One just dresses better than the other. Yeah, yeah. He's (laughs) snappy. Did you hear Giuliani sort of raving about Mark Milley during the 9-11? Yeah, and he's raving this week because Fox News <laughs> refused to have him on their program. They're oh, giving him the heave-ho. Oh. I think they're getting so many lawsuits about how they've abetted all of these crimes that they're being more careful now about who they'll put on. And so they, they're not putting Giuliani on these shows anymore. And he's really, really pissed. Is he getting sued by the same people who are suing Sidney Powell? Oh, probably. D- about Dominion? The Dominion. Probably, yeah. Okay. Because they were hand in glove in, uh, you know. It was him Sydney Powell, okay. The strange thing about the select committee is, do you have a sense of urgency with them? I don't have the sense of it's, you know, like Watergate. No, it's not like that because we already had the impeachment trial, which was a That's nothing true. burger. Because, That's true. So it's it's a different dynamic. I'm just leaving it to them to stage it and time it in such a way that it has maximum impact. Well, it has to happen before the 2022, 2022 elections. Right. right. It has to happen before then and hopefully long before. Then. I heard Adam Schiff talk about it, and he's such a statesman, really. Yeah. He doesn't hyperbolize or anything no. like that. He's very even about yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, but sometimes I have to admit, I, I love him and I admire him, but sometimes he's a little bit too Sunday school teacher for me. Oh, like is he? a little too calm. You know, a little too Mr. Rogers. Well, he is... But when he lets his emotion show through, when he lets his anger show through, it's brilliant. But yeah. he doesn't do it often. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Boy, but he really did that one time when he made that speech. Yeah, that's right. Now, should we talk about... Kind of goes to... Oh, the, the recounts. recounts. Yeah, the recounts. That. Yeah. That was too it, fun. Like, what did it take him? Seven or eight months or something to do it? It was supposed to I take one month. it started in March. Huh? April, May, June, July, August, September. Yeah. <laughs> Practically October, so yeah. almost seven months. It was supposed to take him three weeks. Right. 
Oh, I guess the only thing they found was that Biden did win, but the mistake was he won by a wider margin than like two hundred sixty-one more votes, yeah. fifty-one more votes, yeah. than, and Trump lost something like nine votes. Yeah. Well, that's because the Republicans are the ones who cheat. Right. It isn't the Democrats that cheat. Yeah. What was strange was was it Mr. Cyber Ninja himself who said the truth is the truth? Maybe I watched him on Friday. Was the day that they made a presentation? Yeah. The guy. I didn't see the, it. Doug Thompson, I think. Is his name? Or yes. Somebody. That sounds right. From Cyber Ninjas, and there's this other guy from some bogus firm called Cyfir, C Y F I R, and they did these powerpoints, and especially the second guy. I watched some of it, and if you were just watching the powerpoints and the little presentation they did to the Republicans in the Arizona State Senate, you could start to wonder: Was there some trouble? Because they started throwing around all these little oh. details on their powerpoints about there were two thousand times when the computer program said that the name as it appeared on the ballot was different from the name as it appeared on the roll. And, you know, they found all these little kind of discrepancies. Yeah. But apparently they were all meaningless because the press didn't report any of it. They just reported the numbers. Right. And the numbers showed that Biden got more votes. They were trying really hard in their presentation to look like they'd found something that they could pin on the Democrats. Huh. But it clearly didn't stick because not a single news outlet that I know of is even reporting on it. And one of those PowerPoint presentations I, went so far into the weeds about these programming and algorithms and what have you that it almost just became ridiculous. The New York Times had nothing about that that I read. So that's really something. Yeah, I think it was all meaningless statistical bullshit. Huh, good. But now Pennsylvania is doing their recount, mm -hmm. and Texas is doing a recount even though Trump won in Texas. Right, in four counties that he lost. In the I four guess. counties that he lost, only to make it look as if there's malfeasance, so that voting rights will be even more restricted now. Well, what some of them are saying, some of the talking heads are saying is that January 6th and Arizona, this kind of stuff, this is just a rehearsal and that they are getting their ducks in a row to really yeah, eviscerate that. the integrity of the vote. The people who talk about this stuff and seem to know about it are pretty much hair on fire, that we're not in great shape. I'm terrified. And so still people like Manchin can say we need to take a pause before we consider voting rights voting legislation. Rights. I know, I know. Where do these people live? I don't know. He lives in West Virginia. I don't know what goes on in West Virginia. There mm -hmm. are poor people, so many white poor people in... <laughs> everyone in <laughs> isn't everyone in West Virginia on crystal meth? Well, they used to call it hillbilly heroin. <laughs> oh, there you go. But I don't know. I mean, I think that either they've died or they're in rehab now. Mm -hmm. It's because their lives are so hopeless. Right that they turn to drugs because right. they have nothing else. I don't know if West Virginia has Medicaid, right. but if they don't, that in and of itself should turn Manchin around. Hmm. We spend a lot of time talking about those two. Oh, God. It's just He's so annoying. It's like having a brick wall right in front of the finish line. Right. That's what the two of them are like. Yeah. They're these immovable forces. It doesn't matter what kind of logic you use on them. It doesn't matter if you were to say, you know, democracy is we are familiar with it will no longer exist if this thing doesn't go through. Right, right. We don't have a chance of a snowball in hell of prevailing. You will no longer be in the dominant position in the Senate. Right. Mitch McConnell will be the leader of the Senate again. And we'll have someone worse than Trump because they'll be smarter, yeah. but just as malevolent. Yeah. Exactly. It's very scary. My hair is on fire. I don't know if you've noticed, <laughs> but it is on fire. Yeah. I guess we should turn to our entertainment Arts section entertainment. now. <laughs> I tried to watch the Tonys. I was very oh, excited yeah. about the Tonys. I bought Paramount Plus. 
Oh yeah. So that I could watch so the could Emmys watch last oh. last week and watch the Tonys this week. Well, I had nothing but trouble. I got a little window with Audrey McDonald and certain <laughs> people, but it started at four. I couldn't get it on until like a quarter of five. It was like a live broadcast then. They didn't delay it. No, they didn't. They never delay. It was always it was an early. Always yeah. Afternoon. Yeah. But then there was supposed to be something called Broadway is Back. Oh, yeah. It was going to go on after the Tony Awards. I couldn't get that. It was so frustrating. And I kept having to do that thing that I hate doing, which is you have the little thing and you're entering your email address and your password. And then mm. it goes, they're invalid. Oh. Then you have to go and back. You're using and you're using your TV remote to do it. Yes. So it takes like 20 minutes. Forever. And I had to do that probably 10 times. <laughs> it was awful. That's tough. Uh, so I didn't get much of a window into. I did see that the woman who played Tina Turner oh, yeah. in Tina uh-huh. won for Best Actress in a Musical. That sounds good. Yes. And Mary Louise Parker oh. won for Best Actress. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And was there something else that you had seen or watched? Uh, no, or? I told you I'm, I'm 20 years behind. I'm watching the Harry Potter movies. Oh, the Harry Potter on movies. On HBO. The They've Harry been Potter posted movies. on HBO Max. I'm just curious, do you have a sense of what was so, I hate to use this word, but magical about them? Hmm. I think a lot of it is character driven. I think they really just hit the ball out of the park with the casting. Yeah. Aren't Um, they great, those kids? They're just so good. Like what I'm loving in in the second one is that Hermione, who's such a brainchild in the first one, and that's just all she is. She just knows all the spells. But in the second one... They give her a little depth, but you see a little bit into her insecurity. Yeah. So yeah. They're, they're fleshing them out, and I imagine there's more of that to come. Oh, a lot more, yeah. yeah. On Zoe's 11th birthday, we went to see the opening day of Harry Potter. Okay. And Harry Potter is taken away by Hagrid on his 11th birthday. Oh, wow. But Zoe's school had a day off that day, and we took some neighbors with us so she was with her best friend and then we had Zoe's Ruth's daughter oh sorry we've We've said that before. There were news media all over trying to get children's reactions, oh. and they glommed onto all of the kids that we were with because they oh. were the only kids that were in the audience because all the other children were in school that day. Oh, okay. So I was quoted in the LA Times, oh, wow. and there was a Japanese newspaper that interviewed a couple of her friends. It was a very fun experience, hmm. but it was so key to their experience of growing up. And so Catherine's five years younger. She was six when she saw her first Harry Potter movie, and we had the tapes in our car. Yeah. So during carpool time, we would just listen to the Harry Potter tapes. Right. And Jim Dale did all the voices. Oh, yes. I remember being in your car with your daughters, doing things, whatever, going to a movie or whatever. But I remember the narration of Jim Dale. Is that right? On the sound system in the car. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. On that happy note, (laughs) listeners, we will talk to you again in a week. See you soon. Bye-bye. Pray for infrastructure. Stay safe. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye.